I wish we could have like a nice classic piano playing right now softly for our intro. And we could do a really high class intro. Could be like a. You should, kind of, you should message Steve Dixon. Yeah. And be like, mm, welcome to the Just Jiu Jitsu podcast. Oh, a podcast that showcases all the wonders that Jiu Jitsu has to offer. We provide highbrow content for the refined individual. I am your host, Andrew Lawrence the Third Desamoni, with Riley Gracie. Um, that hold was on, not nearly on. as regal as I had hoped it would be. Well, well, no, hold on. Is your middle name Lawrence? Uh huh. I did not know that. Yeah. How I'm did not, I not know that? I'm not the third, but it is Lawrence. Yeah. I, you didn't. I, I had no idea. It, yeah, it is, and uh, I feel like you should know that at this stage in our friendship. And the yeah, fact in our relationship, you know, I should, should definitely know that, yeah. Okay, well, I'll give you one more chance of redemption here. What's my zodiac okay. sign? You are a Taurus. Oh, man, you, you're just striking out. <laughs> are you not a Taurus? I'm a Pisces. How the fuck don't you are know you a, that? Are you a Pisces? Really? I am a Pisces. By how many days? I don't know. You don't try to Taurus. get out of this. Don't try to turn this on me. Oh, now. This I'm gonna is on look you. this up. I'm gonna you look to this deal up. With your hold, own on. hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. And you doubt me. That is such an Aries thing to do. Oh man. You are Pisces. Yes, I am. <sighs> Damn. You're, you're only a you're only a Pisces by like ten days. Yeah, that's still still a Pisces. While you're there, do you wanna read me what my horoscope is for the day? No, no, I, I don't. You sure about I'm, that? I'm all, I'm all solid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I want to open up today with is last episode, we had talked about someone who had a question. It was a listener question, and uh-huh. they were asking about being a tall person and like if there's a way they should like tailor their, their approach to training. Um, and do you remember that one? He said 185, Dude. 80. Okay. I couldn't find Dude, his name and I couldn't find his question. Oh, um, right. Right. I remember that. And so he, uh, he emailed, he sent me a, uh, Instagram message, just, <laughs> just saying no respect afterwards. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm like, yeah, that, that was it. And so as I'm going through, I'm like, sorry, I didn't see your name. And then I realized as I was doing this through our Instagram chat at the very top, his name is now, can you see it? <laughs> His name, yes, I did. Actually, I responded to him. I've been talking to him. Oh, really? Go, go ahead and read out his name for us. So he, because we didn't, I didn't have his name, I just made one up as Dr. Strawberry, Mick Strawberry Bottom. And we laughed about if he would have, if he changed his Instagram handle and he did exactly what we dared him to do. Yeah, he said he would leave that on for a week <laughs> because it was confusing his friends. I was kind of happy with it. So that is a level of dedication we haven't seen yet. Um, that is that is a hundred percent true. And his real name is Joey. So Joey, yeah, thank you for that. And I got a good laugh out of that. I did too. I was like, I even put it on my Instagram stories. I was so like wowed by it. Wait, so he's talking to you also individually? Yeah. What the fuck? I feel like I feel like he's like like playing me. I feel like like we had this special oh, one-on-one conversation and then he's oh, just he's going to the source to talk to you. 
Yeah, he's absolutely playing us. Joey, he's listen, like we getting... have, we're human beings. We have hearts. We have feelings. Don't right. don't talk to me like like you just want to talk to me and then go behind my back and hook up with my friend. I don't know what you and Croydler have going on, but you need to stop it right now. I feel the same. I don't know what he's got going on with you. I, I would have said something very special, but now I don't know. Me either. It's it's all very confusing. All right. Well, let's let's get speaking of Instagram. Let's let's get to our first question. They say, I hope it's cool if I can possibly ask a question that Croyler or you can give some advice on during the podcast. Well, first of all, let me just start here by saying um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's a question that I won't be able to answer, but Croyler probably can. All right. He says he just started jujitsu back in September of 2019 and absolutely loves it. His main issue, aside from not physically being able to perform some moves yet, and then he says in parentheses, he's short and stocky. He did some weightlifting for a while, so he's not fluid yet he says his main problem is that he doesn't understand where some momentum comes from and he said oh god damn it i meant to forward you this one because he because he says i'll send a video i saw (laughs) (laughs) so uh so that doesn't help but it was uh, reminded of something they come in class from a static position so how to generate momentum um and for people listening, the position this person is kind of talking about for this example, but it could apply to other areas, is when someone's in your guard and he was kind of just swinging from side to side, almost like a like the motion generated for like an arm bar. Yeah, he was he was in he was in um, closed guard and he hip escaped into a triangle. Um, ultimately, what momentum is is mass and movement, right? So it's it's kinetic energy. It's potential energy, I'm sorry, being transferred into kinetic energy, meaning the force that that holds you down onto Earth, like the gravity, you know, force of gravity that's acted on your body, that energy that holds you down in place has to transfer into movement energy, which is kinetic energy when you walk, run, move, right? Because that energy now is no longer downward towards the center of the Earth, but it's now on a you know on a plane to his question is he's like i don't understand where the momentum comes from and and the reality is uh for for the technique that he was demonstrating which was you're in close guard you hug the leg you hip escape and you throw a triangle right the momentum to the energy that come the energy that he needs to throw his legs into a triangle comes from the essentially the rebound off of his hip escape. So when he hugged the leg and he hip escaped, that energy had to go somewhere. Otherwise, it would just stop, right? It would go into the ground, into the mats or whatever. And and what the practitioner did on the video was the energy that he used to hip escape, instead of it letting it be absorbed by the mats or the ground or friction, he recoiled and threw up a triangle. So he just redirected that energy. Um, so the the momentum there comes from simply just a redirection of of, of energy. On more on a conceptual level, to create momentum, you need to create movement. And as long as that movement, the energy created generated by the movement, isn't absorbed by the mats, or your opponent, or friction you can very easily redirect and go somewhere else. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of striking arts, whether it's Muay Thai, boxing, 
to the more fancy ones like Kung Fu and Karate and Muay Thai and, and, and Taekwondo and so on. One thing that's very common in almost every martial art on the planet is the idea of, of circular rotations, right? Of, of rotating movements in a circle. So the reason for that is because a circle would be the most perfect way to redirect energy. So anytime in Jiu-Jitsu where you're trying to get a crew, not necessarily create, but, but transfer momentum, you need to find a way to take that energy and apply it to a rotational force of some sort in order to redirect it. So that round, why is the round better than just a direct motion? So you don't have to absorb it, you know? So like, um, so think of it this way. If, if, um, if I take a 45 pound plate, right. And I, I toss it at you and I say, hey, catch this. You're going to catch the 45 pound plate. And then your body's going to feel the energy because you have to absorb that momentum that the plate has as it's coming to you. Now, if I said, hey, pass this on to the person behind you and I tossed you the plate and all you do is take that plate, rotate your body and toss it behind you, you never have to deal with absorbing that energy. All you have to deal with is redirecting that energy. I see. Which takes, which takes far less effort, physical effort in order to make that happen, which is why... In, in, I wouldn't say 100% because I don't know every martial art out there, but I would say at least 95% of all martial arts very heavily rely on the idea of a rotational force in, in, as a means to redirect momentum. What are some techniques in jiu-jitsu where that's a perfect example of a redirection? So like um, for us, we do like an outside spinning armbar. So... Um, in fact, it's it's very common in our series where we will either end or transfer into another series through a spinning or rotational armbar. Um, as an example, in closed guard, when we do like a belly down armbar, we don't stop at belly down, right? We talked about that because if you do a belly down armbar and your groin faces the floor and it fails your ability to hyperextend is diminished. Your ability to transfer into a different position is diminished. There's no counter or follow techniques to that. So it's hard to extend that, that attack. Um, so when we do a belly down armbar, what do we always do? We spin all the way through so that we face the opponent's hips. Because so you end on your shoulder or your side. Correct, because the energy travels through, and should the armbar fail or the opponent resist, we can still use the energy, the momentum that was generated by the spin, to transfer into you know the truck or a back take or calf slicers and things like that. We're not dead in the water, you know. Um, but but there's plenty of examples in in which in just in which rotational uh, uh, the rotational approach for transferring of energy is is important. Seen in judo all the time too. And as we're talking about the transfer of energy from the perspective of the person doing that, then the, the opposite end of that would be if you're, tr when you're going against someone, finding the best way to stop someone's transferring of energy. Correct. As long is, as is, that just blunt, is it just blunt force that's the best thing to stop that? Um, it can be. Sometimes you, or, it can. You could transfer their transfer force to another transfer of force. Absolutely, you could. 
I mean, I know you're trying to, to joke there, but no, 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 I, I'm joking, but I mean, that is, I, that yeah, is. you really could. So like, if you think like in wrestling terms, right? So if I arm drag you and you resist my arm drag, I will move myself around you. Fair. Mm-hmm. If I arm drag you and you don't resist, I will pull you into me and I will move myself around you. So I'm either going to use that momentum, the energy created to pull you into me or to pull myself into you. So how do you as a person resisting fight off that momentum, that use of momentum, right? Well, you arm drag me back. So if I arm drag you and you arm drag me at the same time, we will both pull each other around each other and through each other at the same time. And the energy cancels out and we end up facing a neutral position. Mm-hmm. So conceptually, that would be the best answer. If somebody tries to, to transfer momentum rotationally, you would create a counter rotation to cancel it out. Um, on practical terms, uh, if you can if you can create a counter rotation, that's great. You can also use force. Um, you can use fatigue. You know, it takes all, if your opponent cannot keep up with the continuous transfer, they may tire out. And if you can keep defending, they will burn out before you. Um, or you can consider a situation where they may bail out early on the transference of energy because it benefits them. So if we're in a scramble and I see the opportunity to end up in top mount, why would I keep scrambling? Why would I keep transferring that energy when I don't need to? So... So a scramble is, it's just a transfer of energy, but then to stop it, you have to then have that ability to absorb at some point and stop that transfer. Right. Which is why I tell you and, and all the other guys at our school that you should only ever scramble until it no longer benefits you. The moment that it no longer benefits you, you need to cut that out. If it means absorbing the energy, if it means using, you know, physical means, if it means, transferring to a different attack series or a different pattern of movement, whatever the case may be, you need to stop the movement because um, otherwise you're going you're gonna to spiral out of control. That's a whole other thing that's tough too is to know when to stop that scramble because a lot of times as you're newer and you're scrambling, you're, you're, it feels good. you're like, I got this, I got this, we're going, we're going. And then at some point you, like, you see an opportunity to go by and you're like, Oh wait, that would have been a good chat. Like it's on a, like a, like a carousel. You're like that would have been a good point to hop off and you're missing right. all these opportunities. Yeah. And then at that point you're just burning energy for the sake of burning energy. You're not actually achieving anything. Right. Okay. Let's move on to our next question. Before we move on to our next question, little bone to pick with you. Uh, okay. Is there anything you want to say to me? Did you get a haircut? Yes, I got a haircut. It's been like two months. I was so overgrown. How did you not, the first thing you say to me when we saw each other, Andrew, wow, you look incredible. It's kind of dark over there, and there's a really bright mirror behind you, so I can't really see you. Don't give me that, okay? Listen, (laughs) I don't want to hear, just because it's kind of dark here, and you you were clearly just in the sun. Look, 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 look. My hair is still all there. Still, Still a mess. Yes. That's why... If we, all right, when, when, when you zoom, are you in gallery mode or are you in like uh, speaker mode? I'm on, on gallery mode. Should I be on speaker? Is that no, 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 no. Go to gallery because you see the split screen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see what you look like right now compared to what I look like. Uh, yeah. You look like a fucking bum, okay? And the fact, 
the fact you didn't tell me that I look pretty and that I look very nice is insulting. Would it be a compliment if I said I don't think you look any better or worse than before your haircut? No, of course it wouldn't be. (laughs) By what dictionary would that be a compliment? (laughs) I'm just, I just figured I'd throw it out there and see what would happen. All right, we're moving on. Okay, right. this one is we have a Facebook question from Ashir. It says he's not sure if we found ourselves in a similar state situation. Uh, All right, so what what is actually his question? Forty years old, trying to get my life together. I'm just a two stripe white belt under the Lovato system. I'm a savage on the mats yet, but a nightmare for the untrained person. <laughs> I've been in a situation a couple times where a thug has tried to assert dominance over me by getting in my face and expecting me to back down. Both times I have stood there defiantly looking them in the eye and telling them to drop it. The issue is, though I know I'm doing the right thing, why does it burn me up inside? I don't really want to fight anyone outside of my training because of the many possible repercussions, but I find myself thinking about it afterwards, sometimes for many days, imagining how it could have gone differently. Has that happened to you guys? What did you do in that situation? Did you obsess over it like I do? Do you have any wisdom to help me with my frame of thought? I think the, the question boils down to if somebody approached, let's say let's say you you and your girlfriend were walking around, right? And, and somebody calls her a, a fucking whore, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, what is your immediate response to that? What, what do I do or what do I feel like I want to do? Both. So anger comes at first. You feel like you, you need to lash out at this person. The reason of what I, that's, that's my gut. But then what happens is I say, no one's in danger right now. This is just an immature person that for me to engage, I would be lowering myself to their level. Their, she, their opinion of her means nothing to me because I know nothing about this person. So I'm going I'm to play devil's advocate now. Mm-hmm. But what if it means something to her? What if it means something to her that you were okay with it? Because at the end of the day, it's just words being spoken and words don't really mean anything, but you were okay with it. Okay. Not okay, but me not fighting back in that situation wouldn't be me saying I'm okay with it. Me just being like, it's beneath us. Wouldn't it be that accepting though? It's accepting that those words are there, even though they're beneath you, they're still, you're still accepting them. You're not. Yeah. It's accepting it in the same sense. If I was walking down the street and a third grader said like, you have a big head. I wouldn't be like, fuck you. You've got a big head for your little body. It's well, I mean, maybe I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think, I think you nailed it on the head. Right. So, so my grandfather, um, said a lot of things to me when I was when I was a little kid. And a lot of those things I thought I discarded it when I was young because I thought that he was just a crazy old man that didn't know what he was talking about. He was, you know, losing his mind and all these things. But the reality is as I've grown older, I reflect on the things he said to me. Sometimes there were things in passage, sometimes there were discussions. And I realized that there was a lot of genius in what he said. You know, he said that the 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 true power was the ability to look any person in the eye and know that they can do you no harm. And he also said that if they can do you no harm, that they're no better than a, than a 
a third grader, you know, um, because if a first, second, third grader comes up to you and says it to you, you're ugly. Like you said, it doesn't matter. It's a fucking third grader who gives mm-hmm. a shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's so, it's so beneath you that there's no, there's no reason to react to it. So, you know, when I was young, I thought he was crazy. Like if somebody calls me ugly, I beat their ass. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what I thought, you know, but it, it's so stupid. And, and I think for anybody listening, if you ever find yourself in a situation where somebody's cussing you out or saying things to you that are derogatory, disrespectful or whatever, you know, verbiage you want to use at the end of the day, their voice and the sounds that they create have absolutely zero impact on reality. Whether somebody calls you, you know, a dick or your girlfriend's a whore or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever insult is, it doesn't actually make it a reality. And when we study philosophy, we start looking at things like if we react to those things, right? So not only am I telling you to disregard those things, I'm now looking at even think about how you are reacting to it. So if somebody says, you know, and I think back when I was younger too, because I would react differently when I was younger, but if somebody said, hey, your mom's dumb or ugly or whatever, I would like throw all these insults and say, no, she's not, you know, and, and all these things. But the reality is I shouldn't have to defend it because their opinion is not reality. Mm-hmm. Now, that's different, very different than somebody who is capable or willing or is going to do you real physical harm, right? right. So if the person that's walking on the street that calls your girlfriend a whore is not just calling her a whore, is looking to attack her or throw her down or, you know, do things that aren't okay. You know, not necessarily okay, okay is a bad word, but they're things that are wrong to her. Um, then, or to you, that's when you need to step in and, and really defend something, right? You need to protect that thing. But but the, the idea of somebody says, Hey man, you're a big dummy. And you're like, no, no, I'm not like, that's (laughs) doesn't, it's not reality. Now, if that person's trying to hurt you or hurt those around you or hurt somebody that you love, then you should protect yourself and and those around you. But if it's just like a a drunken idiot or somebody who's angry, throwing out a cuss word or insult, it's only an insult or a disrespect. If you think it's reality. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, we were joking about your hairstyle, like your haircut, right? You're like, oh, I'm offended. You didn't say, you know, I got a haircut and stuff. But but the reality is, if if you really, if my opinion really affected how you thought of your haircut and your ability, mm-hmm. like, that would be a bigger problem than me saying or not saying something. Okay, one more scenario here. What if your girlfriend's the one who's calling you a fucking whore? I mean, if it's true, it is. All right, let's uh, do one more question. 
we'll end this one with uh, it's a from someone who's emailed us before, James Conway, and he says, "Serious question, guys: Croiler and Kip versus Paul and Andrew. Who wins the tag team jujitsu match?" <laughs> what kind of a question is that? That's like yeah, sure. That's like uh, saying. All right, who wins this tag team match? Because ultimately, in a tag team match, it's the strongest person. It's like saying who wins in a tag team match between The Rock and Danny DeVito versus Betty White and Pee Wee Herman. Like, yeah, clearly three of those people are just going to, like, work <laughs> themselves out of this, and then one person is going to come out on top, and, and that would be me, obviously. 100%. <laughs> So yeah, James. That means yeah, Paul and I would just would just murder Corlin Kip. Although, oh, he did say tag team jujitsu. I thought he said just in a match, and I was gonna think maybe they would, like I could have a weapon of some kind in there. Oh, and he did say you. By the way, you and Kip are team jits, and Paul and I are team, are team Geckler. Well, you may win just on that because I I might just forfeit. <laughs> Uh, and he follows it up with this, which is an even more serious question. What feels better after holding it in for so long? Number two or number one? That's kind of an odd question. It, it's yeah. He kind of threw us a curveball there at the end. That's uh, yeah. But I'll preface it, with, it depends whatever you had for dinner. That plays a factor. I will say though, that a number two, because though a number one can feel incredible. A number two is usually if it's feeling that good, you have a horrible panic. There's the panic of, of, of an emergency number two is far worse than a number one. We should, we should consult Claude, the expert on this. We missed an entire train for him. That is true. Yeah, when we were in Germany, uh, our, our friend, we're, we're waiting in line for a train, and he said... I got to run to the run to the restroom, and I said, we're like the train will be here in literally thirty seconds. He's like, no, it's okay. So he runs, and that was a number. I assume that was number one, or it was a very quick number two, and he just didn't clean up afterwards. I don't know. Um, and, and he came back, and he walked back as the train was passing us by, <laughs> and so I, and then somehow tried to make us feel bad about it. Uh, like we didn't hold the doors for him. Yeah, like we didn't like stop the train uh, <laughs> with with the obviously with the language that we were very familiar with in that country. Yeah, we both speak German, so why didn't we just say, <laughs> "Excuse me, good conductor, may you pause for just a moment while our friend finishes having a tinkle or a shit, whoever you know, <laughs> whatever." So yeah, I hope that was worth it. But no, I'm going to say the number two because the not only is it a physical relief, but it's a mental and emotional and spiritual. Uh, what kind of shit are you taking? No, it's the relief of if I if I piss myself in front of you, you would laugh and like it'd be a funny story. If I shit yeah. myself in front of you, I would also laugh in front of you. You would laugh, but then I know that there'd be a part of you that would think less of me. And well. <laughs> that's that's when the it's it's when you smell it. That's when you're like, oh, okay, this isn't funny. Get out of here. Yeah, I mean, it depends if I can smell it or not. I suppose you'd smell it. Be all caked in there. Oh, nice! All the crevices and everything. And I'd, I'd, I'd be like, I gotta go. And you'd see me like walking to my car, and I'd be like waddling. Yeah. No, what I do is the... I, I'd I'd uh, excuse myself to your restroom, 
And as I heard all you guys <laughs> laughing at me, I would just take the wadded underwear and I'd just throw them in your, tr- I'd just throw them in the center of the floor and they go, <laughs> they just stick there. <laughs> and I just walk out and I'd say, I'm going home, you guys. My roommate would hit it and like smear it. <laughs> 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 I wonder. I wonder if that's actually what it would do if 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 a Roomba came in contact with that. If it would it actually would... touch and move away. <laughs> it wouldn't smear it, but but if it wasn't solid enough, then the Roomba then, then would definitely go it would and smear it. Yeah, house. yeah, yeah. It would. Oh, I don't ever want to be in that situation, but I do. At least, Me neither. But if I do, at least now I know I'll have, I'll be able to find some solace in. in oh, doing there's it. no solace in that. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> The text, the group text picture that you would send of just trails through your house would would make it well worth it. Yeah, I don't know about all that. All right, well, I think we we come full circle where I started this podcast off talking about how we provide how uh, highbrow high content for the refined individual. I, th- I think we we put a fine point on that. So this is a good place to just. I blame. I blame Corona. I blame James Conway for that. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic week.